All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Rock Video Rental. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. We hope you all are having a good holiday season and that you are able to have some time off to enjoy with family and friends. And we are going to be getting into our episode here shortly. But as we always start things out, we talk about what we have been recently watching Brandon, it's been a couple weeks, so you have plenty to share, I'm sure. What you got? <laughs> well, we continued watching, you know, some Christmas stuff. I watched the original uh, Miracle on 34th Street. I think okay. maybe the first time I've seen that all the way through. I have not seen it. But yeah, um, pretty good movie. And I guess I didn't realize until this time when I started watching it, that Natalie Wood plays the young girl in it. So that's kind of interesting. And um, her story is kind of, kind of interesting and kind of sad because of the way she kind of passed away, way she passed away. It's kind of a lot of questions and some mystery behind that. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever looked into it, but it's definitely something to check out. Okay. Um, you know, along with that, I watched uh, Lethal Weapon. Um, you know, seen that plenty of times, but it's always a fun watch. Uh, I also watched another Christmas classic in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, yeah, I was going to watch Die Hard 2, and I kind of ran out of time. Um, I guess I could still probably watch it, but I didn't get it in before Christmas. Um, some other things I watched... Man, we're always watching The Office, so that's kind of been on and off. Uh, I watched the the Fast and the Furious spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good, like, entertaining popcorn movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> some ridiculous, over the top things in it, but jumping uh, it out fun. of a building with nothing. Yeah, <sighs> that one made me roll my eye. Uh, the whole virus that makes you into like an unstoppable killing machine yeah <laughs> that would gotta make me roll my eye um the fact that roman reigns is in it i was just like okay I'm a, you don't watch wrestling but roman reigns is like the rock's cousin okay yeah he's oh, another yeah. professional wrestler yeah yeah i know who you're talking about yeah he's in it uh yeah it's still entertaining because it has the rock and jason statham and i like both those guys um I also watched a movie on Tubi called Goalie. It is about the life of Terry Sawchuk, who was a goalie for the Red Wings and the Bruins and the Maple Leafs and a few other teams back in like the 50s and 60s. And he is basically known for being like the greatest goalie of all time. I mean, he held like tons of records by the time he passed away, um, including the most shutouts ever for a goalie, which was just beaten with like a couple of years ago by Marty Berdour. So some pretty substantial records that lasted quite a long time. Rock. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. The acting in it was really good. Um, I started watching and finished the Mandalorian, which was great. It was I was really skeptical with that show when it came out and everybody's telling me how great it was. I'm like, okay, but I'll finally give it a chance. And it really reminded me of like star Wars meets a Western. Yeah. 
when you we didn't talk about that on the show right no i don't think so yeah because i thought that was and i mean it's once you say it it's so obvious yeah and it and it's really fantastic and i'm surprised i didn't see myself but yeah that's the best way to explain it yeah i think so It, it reminds me of um you know even just like clint eastwood westerns Mm-hmm. And you know, the Mandalorian himself, like he, he reminds me a lot of Clint Eastwood's characters. But I mean, other than those, I watched He Got Game for the first time. Nice. That was on H- HBO Max. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like that movie's a little overrated. It's okay. been definitely like a product of the late 90s. Um, I mean, Denzel Washington was great in it, and Ray Allen did a pretty good job of acting for an athlete. Yeah. Uh, man, we should have brought him up when we did the the athlete actors. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, you know, he did a pretty good job, and he really hasn't done anything before or since. To do almost like a one-off, he, he did a pretty solid job in that movie. I mean, he wasn't going to win like an Academy Award, but compared to guys like Shaq or... <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you know, he did a pretty dang good job. One-hit wonder. <laughs> you only needed one <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much what i've been watching what about you um well i think i'm missing something here because i i did watch more over the past couple weeks um but now i'm kind of that is one uh, hopefully the only thing but something i forgot to write down before we got started was uh everything i've been watching but we're still finishing how i met your mother um we're doing the Karate Kid movies uh, next month, so I finally made some time to watch, start the Cobra Kai show. I'm only like two or three episodes in, but uh, pretty happy with that. Um, yeah. I have to say this though. Oh man, no, I should I should save it for Karate Kid. I, I'm gonna save it for Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, I'll go off on a tangent. Um, and then a uh, couple weeks ago, actually, I think it was like right after the last time we recorded together, I watched Home Alone for the first time in forever. <laughs> and I forgot how much of a douchebag everybody else was in his family. Yeah, pretty much. Man, his family sucked. Um. But yeah, so that was that was like a walk down memory lane for sure. Uh, then one of the most recent ones that I watched was Crimson Tide. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. And it's been a little while since I've seen that. No, not Red Hunt for October. <laughs> <laughs> or did you know that and just say that anyways? I just wanted to say yes. <laughs> I think uh, mostly because I, when I was making the schedule... Because, spoiler, we're going to be talking about that movie in a few months. Um, I mixed up Hunt for Red October and Crimson Tide. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is easy to do. But, yeah, I um, it was fun watching it because, man, the cast in that movie was crazy good. I did I forgot about some people in that movie. But then also there were some... Uh, more subtle details in that movie that I just didn't catch the last time. And it just made it even better. I mean, 
I'm not coming out saying here it's the the best movie you're ever going to see, but it's just I feel like it's underappreciated. So, but we'll talk more about that some other time. Um, one thing before we jump into uh, the first segment, I wanted to ask anything interesting uh, over Christmas, any interesting uh, activities, experiences, interesting gifts, um, anything to share? Um, I guess nothing like too interesting. Uh, I only got one movie and it was Halloween three on Blu-ray. Nice. So I can replace my DVD of that. And I got Halloween two, um, a while back. So now I can replace that set that I had. I think it was like a dual disc. Okay. Like Halloween was on one side and Halloween or Halloween 2 is on one side, Halloween 3 is on the other, or something like that. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other like movie TV-related stuff. Um, I got a Shroot Farms bed and breakfast t-shirt. Or hoodie, I mean. Nice. <laughs> For my brother-in-law, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, other stuff that's like maybe movie TV-related, that's pretty much all I got. Um, I, you know, I could talk about a video game I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Tony Hawk's one and two remastered. Nice. Those games are always great. Yeah. So that's bringing back some memories there. Mm -hmm. Cause it's funny. Cause I remember where all the secret tapes are at. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Um, anything with me is just really kind of quote unquote video game related because I didn't really. Um, get anything movie related? Uh, no new games. I mean, I got some gift cards and stuff that I might be getting some stuff, but the one thing that I definitely did want to talk about because I knew it was going to be cool and interesting, but I had no idea how awesome it was going to be until my son actually got it. But are you aware of the Lego Super Mario sets? Yeah, I've seen those before, dude. This thing is crazy. I thought so. We bought there's a starter pack that everybody should get before you get anything else because it has, it's the one that contains the Mario character, which essentially makes the whole thing because the Mario character reads barcodes on all the other sets and that's how it interacts. Mm. But so the thing was expensive, like the starter pack, when I got it, it was super small and I was just like, man, this is super expensive. But once I saw what this thing could do, it totally makes sense. Um, so Mario has like a little reader on it. So he'll go around, jump around and land on stuff and everything interacts with, uh, with other stuff. It recognizes colors of the Lego sets that you put it on for like water, land, desert, and, uh, lava. So that's really cool. But then the thing that I didn't know that it did is that you actually download an app and you link it with Bluetooth and what you do is you create your own levels and then see if you can create your own high score. Okay. So, so like it will keep track of what you do. So like you kill a care, uh, a Goomba or something, you get a coin, you land on a question mark box, you get more coins. So you can set up a course and it has a time limit, just like any Mario level, it has a time limit. And so it essentially you can put these pieces together and try to find a way to get as many points as possible in the allotted time. So Hmm. it's not just like, oh, build a Lego set. Oh, that's it. No, it it actually makes it 
into a game. Interesting. Yeah, so it's it is really interesting. I've shared a little bit of stuff on my own personal Facebook, but if I get around to it and uh, get a good video of just kind of showing it and explaining it, I might post it on uh, and share it on Twitter. Um, just because when I saw the trailer for the toy, I didn't realize that everything that I was going to do. But yeah. Anyways, I wanted to share that one because that. If you're considering, if you were considering about getting it, I highly recommend it. I think it was the coolest uh, toy gift I saw this year. So nice. But speaking about things you guys might not know about, let's jump into our next segment. So we are doing Did You Know? This is where we bring you random facts that you just might not know about. And being the Christmas season and just talking about toys, I am going to do a Did You Know About Toys? So actually, I'm going to ask you, Brandon, because um, this one might not uh might actually be something some people know about. So are you aware of what the first toy was to be advertised on TV? Um, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, did you know that it was the Mr. Potato Head toy? <laughs> really? That's funny because my, my um, daughter got a Mr. Potato Head. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't, um, I forgot to look up the year. On exactly when that happened, but yep, first toy advertised on TV, Mr. Potato Head. So seems appropriate that that is a character in the Toy Story movie, with being as famous as it is. So, yeah. But uh, toys and comedies and all sorts of things of that nature, uh, we'll be talking about plenty of that coming up in our main segment coming right up. All right, so this week's main segment is an actor highlight. Uh, earlier this month, we did the Christmas favorite movie, Elf, from 2003, starring Will Ferrell. So we are taking this opportunity to do an actor highlight for Will Ferrell himself. Uh, we cover a lot of stuff from their personal life and their uh, filming career. And we always uh, like to start off with a little bit of a biography about the actor. So... Uh, he was born in July 1967, July 16th, in Irvine, California. Uh, his mother, Betty, was a teacher, uh, an elementary school teacher. And then Roy Farrell uh, played saxophone and keyboards for the Righteous Brothers. Rock. So music industry, rock on. Um, he, his parents got divorced at a very young age. Uh, he was actually an athlete and he played soccer and football and basketball. He was the captain of the basketball team at one point. Uh, not too surprising with how tall he was. And he 
would do announcements at schools and that is part of where he incorporated his impressions and he would do them uh, at school for the announcements and he would do skits and other things in high school. Uh, he then went to USC and he studied sports broadcasting, which probably, you know, helped him out when he did Anchorman. <sighs> and he was known as being a prankster, but he still had a love for comedy. And a little interesting story that I came across is that he had uh, a fear of being mocked. Um, okay. And so he would actually do things and have his friends, he would do things in public, embarrassing things, and have his friends make fun of him to get other people to also make fun of him so that he could build up a tolerance for being mocked and embarrassed. <laughs> um, an example would be uh, moving equipment across campus and tripping and falling or having where his pants would fall low enough to reveal his butt crack <laughs> so interestingly enough um he he tried a couple of stints at some other jobs uh he was a hotel valet he also worked as a teller at wells fargo um and so those did not pan out and he lived at home until he was able to move out and he was focusing on his comedy career at that point. Uh, he started with a group that was called the groundlings, which apparently quite a few, um, comedy actors wind up going through, uh, well-known one is, uh, Chris Kattan. And he had a couple small appearances in some TV shows, usually kind of one-off episodes before things really took off for him in 95 with landing on Saturday Night Live. And when he landed on Saturday Night Live, the story is, I'm not sure if it's con confirmed or not, but that he beat out Steve Corral for a spot on Saturday Night Live. Um, when he started with Saturday Night Live, uh, at the beginning, some people were skeptical of him, um, thinking that he wasn't going to pan out, but he quickly turned things around and became a staple of Saturday Night Live and actually... In uh, 2001, I think it was. Or maybe it was a little bit later. Yep. Uh, 2001, he wound up becoming the highest paid Saturday Night Live cast member and was making $350,000 annually. Rock. So pretty good. Um and then, so he was with Saturday Night Live uh, for a while, and then he started going uh, more into film and basically has been there ever since. Um, he first started out with some small cameo roles uh, in the Austin Powers movies, um, and then he, and Zoolander, I always kind of feel like those are kind of all in the same, but his... Real claim to fame began in 2003 with the movie that we just reviewed in Elf. Um, actually, after Elf, um, he was offered to do Elf 2. And I think they were going to pay about like $30 million. Um, but he turned it down because he didn't want to get stuck in, you know, 
in just that. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted an opportunity to branch out and try other things. So he quickly followed that up with uh, something that he co-wrote in the Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And then uh, that's 2004, and things just took off for him after that. Um, there was a term, just trying to find it, that he was in a group and i can't remember what they called them a group of comedians that kind of came out during that time here it is um after he started in uh, old school but they called it the frat pack and so he was kind of in a group of comedians with ben stiller jack black vince vaughn owen and luke wilson and steve corral so that was during that time uh, some things you might not know about him is that he is actually an avid runner and has done the Boston Marathon multiple times. Um, he, oh, I lost it. I had my list of little did you know facts about Wolf Ferrell. So, uh, you ruined the episode. I know. I was on I was on a good streak. I thought I had my notes organized. You were, were um, you streaking the quad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in uh back uh in the early start of his career in ninety six, uh something that most people might not know is that he actually is never given credit for his part in King the movie Kingpin. And uh, near the end, when they are in the bowling tournament, you can hear a voice in the background that shouts, Ernie, you're the man. And that is actually Will Ferrell in the movie. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I should have looked this up to see how to pronounce it. <gasps> um, maybe you can, uh, you know better than I do. But he met his wife in acting class in L.A., uh, she has a degree in art history and became a professional auctioneer. Uh, originally from Sweden, her name is Vivica Pauline. Um, I think that sounds right. I don't even so, know what his wife's name was. Yeah. Uh, Vi- they have Vivica? Vivica? I don't I know. That's my guess. I know. I'm, I <laughs> should not guess at those things, but um, they they married in 2000 and they have three sons. So, and then that is most of the stuff I have for the biography um, because we'll be covering plenty of his movies here coming up. But to talk about roles that he almost had and that he turned down, uh, interestingly enough, uh, he passed on the role for Hot Rod. That was actually originally written with him in mind. Um, he did take the role in Blades of Glory because it was passed up by Ben Stiller, which actually I feel like that could have been a pretty good role for him. I feel like they would have been interchangeable for that. Um, there was a movie that he was going to be in that wound up never being made. And he was, I think it was called Two-Face. And it was about uh, split personality disorder. 
uh, but that was one that never happened. He passed on a role in Rock of Ages as Dennis Dupree, which I believe was Alec Baldwin's character. Okay. Um, and this one I find really interesting. So, you know the movie's Daddy's Home? Yeah. Will Ferrell was originally supposed to be Mark Wahlberg's character. What? Uh, and he was going to be... Um, his co-star was going to be the Nard Dog. Ugh. So, uh, uh, I kind of feel like they canceled it better when they made it. <laughs> yes, I, I believe that too. But f- another funny thing is that they also considered. Um, so I think then that's when they moved Will Ferrell over to the character that he played. And then they considered Vince Vaughn for Mark Wahlberg's character. Mm. I feel like that could have worked, but honestly, the dynamic between Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg is so good. And also the fact that Will Ferrell is total dad, cliche, dad bod, out of shape. And Mark Wahlberg was a huge fit physical maniac. Yeah. I think that added a good dynamic to that movie. What if it would have been The Rock instead of Mark Wahlberg? Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. John Cena's in the second one. Yeah. And at the end of the first one. <laughs> um, I got a couple other things here. Uh, he was considered for the movie Tag, um, but didn't wind up being in that one. And so the last thing I have is that he played Sherlock in the... Uh, Holmes and Watson. In Holmes and Watson. But originally, he was supposed to be Watson. And shoot, I saw this and I totally didn't get the name. Um, but And Holmes was originally going to be played by the uh, the French racer in Talladega Nights. Yeah, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. There you go. Thank you. For that. Yeah. So I feel like that could have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been could have interesting. I've heard Holmes and Watson's pretty bad, so I've never watched it. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's what I got for roles that uh, he either turned down or almost was considered for. So, rock. All right. So then we get to move into his film career. And that will take us to do you do you want me to go through because usually what we'll do is we'll talk about the ones that we've seen. Did you um, want me to go yeah. first or did you want to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. Oh, see, so starting towards the top, I have seen inter- um Awesome Powers International Man of Mystery, uh Night at the Roxbury, Superstar. Awesome Powers of Spider Shag Me, A Ladies Man, Sue Lander, Jay and Silent Bob Stri- Strike Back, uh, Boat Trip, Old School, Elf, Anchorman, uh, Wedding Crashers, Kicking and Screaming, Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Semi-Pro, Step Brothers, 
Land of the Lost, The Goods, The Other Guys, uh, The Campaign. Unfortunately, I saw Anchorman 2, (laughs) (laughs) The Lego Movie, Get Hard, Daddy's Home, The House, Daddy's Home 2. And I think that's the last one I saw of his. Okay. But about 23 of his movies. <laughs> nice. So about half of the stuff he's been in I've seen. Nice. Not bad. So wait, did you did you not say Megamind? I have not seen Megamind. Yeah, that's, that's a little surprising. Your kids would probably enjoy that one. My kids definitely did so uh well i got a lot of similar ones a uh, few couple different ones maybe here uh austin powers movies uh night at the roxbury superstar um zoolander jay and silent bob strike back old school elf anchorman starsky and hutch um wedding crassers uh the producers i uh you didn't mention that one i feel like mm-hmm. you would Enjoyed that one. His role in that is pretty hilarious. Um, quite small role. And uh, hope I didn't say that one. Uh, Kicking and Screaming, Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Semi Pro, Step Brothers, Land of Lost, The Other Guys, Megamind, Anchorman Two, The Lego Movie. Get Hard, Daddy's Home, Zoolander 2, The Lego Movie 2, Between Two Ferns, I think that's it. Yeah. Rock. So, yeah, looking at his list of movies, it's a little bit, I feel like his list would be longer. Really, I was thinking like, wow, he's done a lot of stuff. Man, I don't, I don't know. I feel like when you look at when you look at some people, they've got this huge long list. Well, some of those are TV shows. That's why it goes longer, I guess. Yeah. And he never has done anything for a TV show. I mean, anything major, you know. Uh, other than I think The Office is probably his biggest thing. Other than Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, true. Sorry, I, I don't know why I kind of think of saturday night live as something different i i usually think of like tv shows as you know the office or something that has the same cast and um i don't know not a skit show i guess i should say yeah uh, well how yeah, did you I forget mean, his role in the office of d'angelo Demetrius vickers yeah how many episodes was that though um, I, th- I think four or five okay yeah, four. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of little appearances. Um, he's done, oh, interesting. This one says he's got 13 episodes that he did voices for Bob Oblong in the Oblongs. Oh, I remember the Oblongs. Everything else is like two or three episodes. Yeah, the Oblongs didn't last very long. Oh, four episodes. There you go. The Angelo Vickers for The Office. 
Yeah, it, it did show that it was only like two years for the oblongs. But I forgot, I totally forgot that he was the Black Knight and Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's hilarious. But yeah, so that's that's the stuff uh, that we've seen at least for the movies. Um, honestly, I know some are hit or miss, but considering the amount of movies and the ones that I think are, you know, solid to great movies, he's he's had a pretty solid career. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, I've said it before that I think after Step Brothers, like the funniness of his movies have kind of gone down. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um that was his peak, I think. I I could see and agree with that. So, yeah, I would say yeah, his so his greatest stint was probably from 2003 to like 2008. Um starting yeah. with Elf, kind of ending with um Step Brothers. Yeah, Elf was a big deal. Anchorman was what really made him take off. Yeah. And then I'd say Step Brothers was like his peak, and then he started to go down from there because The Land of the Lost was a bust. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I like thought it that was one, funny, but... Yeah, I was just going to say that. It, it's decent, but yeah, it was not... It, it was not like Jumanji, you know? Yeah, Land of the Lost was very niche or niche or whatever you want to say it. Yeah. And then the other guys, it was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as Step Brothers. Then movies like The Campaign, I didn't really care that for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Other Guys was good. Um, honestly, I feel like, at least from what I've seen, that was the last quote-unquote really good movie he's done because i'm kind of looking trying to look at it here and see if there's anything else that i would say is a really good movie of his yeah i really feel like uh the other guys is the last really good one that he did but i mean i would say Step Brothers is probably his best so yeah the 2000s were good to him um and then before that was mostly like SNL and then a few appearances. And then after that, he's been, I'd probably sum it up to kind of like hit or miss. Yeah. So. So what would you say are your five favorite Will Ferrell movies? And then maybe two that you're really disappointed in. Wow. Five. Um, do, do, do. I give you mine really quick while you think about it. That he's in or that he's like the main character for? Um, I'd say more than like a cameo. Okay. Um, you you go ahead. Okay. Well, I'd say my all time favorite one of him is Step Brothers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked Talladega Nights. That's still pretty funny if you go back and watch it. Um Anchorman is a classic. I always enjoy that one. Uh, Elf, obviously. And then my fifth one. uh, That's kind of tough, I guess. Uh, 
I think it's because like the rest of the movies are all pretty good, but not like amazing. For some reason, I I still think Blades of Glory is really funny, and I think that deserves a little more credit than what it got. Yeah, that was good. I was kind of like looking at that and thinking about including that one. Yeah, so let's say those are probably my five favorite, not in really any order, but yeah, other than other than uh, Step Brothers is my favorite. I would probably go with Elf, Step Brothers, Other Guys. Those are probably three of the easiest ones to mention. Uh, then I would probably go, and this is probably more so the movie overall than the fact of him being specifically in it, but Zoolander. And then I'd probably go Stranger Than Fiction. That's, I don't know, that's kind of hovering there. It, it, I just like it because it's different. Yeah. Uh, and he did a good job with it. I, I enjoyed watching it. I like the I like the movie itself, and then uh, he did a good job with it. Um, the other one I was kind of considering on mentioning um, would have would be Megamind. Okay. Even though it's a, an animated one, I thought he did a really good job, and that's that's a really fun movie. You know, it was an interesting movie for him was uh, Casa de mi Padre. <laughs> yeah. Because I saw some... he actually like spoke all of his lines in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something that said he cannot really explain why he chose to do that movie in Spanish. Like there, he had no real reason. <laughs> so. Uh, that's great. What are some of the ones that you were not impressed with? Oh, ones I was not impressed with. Um, the campaign, the one he did, you know, where he's running for office against um, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that was at a time where Will Ferrell was super popular and Zach Galifianakis was super popular. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to put these two guys together and they're going to be great. And I don't know. They just didn't have the amount of chemistry as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the other people in that movie – like the supporting cast is pretty good too. Like Jason Sudeikis, uh, John Lithgow, and Dan Aykroyd, and it just it fell flat for me. Yeah. My wife and I went and saw it at the theater, and we we're just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't that great. Um, another one that had like some moments, but it just kind of fell flat as well. Was uh, Get Hard? They did with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. It had some funny moments, so you know I don't know if I'd really consider that one bad. I would say the worst movie of his that I've seen is Anchorman Two. That was horrible. I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> That's funny. You got two. You got two of the three that I had. I had um, Anchorman Two for sure. I had Get Hard on there too because it just I don't know. It just definitely was not as good as other stuff. Um, but the other one, I, I feel like these two are kind of the same, like Get Hard and then also Semi-Pro. I never really cared uh, too much. Yeah, Semi-Pro, it's, that was another one that had a lot of potential, but didn't really, didn't really work out like I expected it to, I guess. Yeah. And they filmed uh, somewhere, uh, some of that here in Michigan, and everybody was making a big deal about it. 
Yeah, and that's another one I saw in theater, and you know, I I enjoyed it, and I've watched it since, and it's okay, but yeah, it's it's not really as good as you kind of expected it to be. Um, yeah, Anchorman two, man. Yeah, I got like, I think I got maybe half hour, forty minutes into that movie, and I'm like, this is so bad, I can't even watch it. And dude, that movie did a hundred and seventy three point six million dollars in a box office. Yeah, I don't get it. I I watched that whole movie, but I could not tell you next to anything about it except for I remember they redid that whole like fight scene concept. Yeah, and it was just stations. like it seemed like to be a bunch of uh, inside jokes that only the people in the movie understood. I don't remember enough to tell you. <laughs> I just that's what I just remember. I'm like them telling these jokes, and like I wasn't laughing. And I'm like, is this just like a bunch of improv that only the guys making the movies will get? <laughs> Most likely. But uh, yeah, so that's going through the list of movies. But then we also, I got two final things here. Uh, one we normally always cover, and then the other one I kind of have a question for you. Um, but what would you, if you had to tell somebody to watch one movie to, you know, if you want to say it's like the best, his best movie, or just kind of the movie to watch to see the best performance by Will Ferrell acting. Oh, uh, the Step Brothers. Okay. I think that's like kind of hip. Like I said, that was like his peak, his peak of funniness to me, at least. Um, man, acting wise, it's kind of hard to gauge it because you know Will Ferrell's so over the top and goofy sometimes that it's kind of hard to to say you know which movie he does the best acting job in. Yeah, but. Stranger, like you said, Stranger Than Fiction was an interesting movie for him. Yeah. And I I give him a lot of credit for taking that role. Yeah. So, but if you're saying, like, if you you had to tell one person just one movie, you'd go with uh, Step Brothers? Yeah. I think, you know, if you're ever going to watch a Will Ferrell movie, watch Step Brothers. Mm hmm. Yeah. I would probably go the same um, if I had to kind of just pick another one for variety here um i would probably go the other guys after that um because i just i've watched that one that might be the one that i've outside of elf because my wife loves that movie that might be the one that i've seen the most of his well actually i take that back megamind but that's because my kids then so (laughs) um but yeah other guys is just good also it's just he does such a dynamic range in that movie too because he's like the super good cop and then he has his like blast from the past um his previous life experience which is funny to see him act that out but all right um so that was reviewing his movies now one thing um because this wouldn't pertain to everybody but do you have a favorite snl character for Mm. will ferrell um, man, the first couple that popped in my head, 
were uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. And Alex Trebek. Yep, absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I'll give kind of like a more um, kind of like a one-off character he did. It was like a a commercial, a little more obscure one was when he played Dale Sturdivant. Okay. And he was doing a commercial for dog training called Dissing Your Dog. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, no. <laughs> he's like something about training dogs between with uh, verbal humiliation and um, like insults or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Where like he's got this fussy dog that won't eat and he like gets down on his hands and knees. So he's like, you know what? I know it's not a five star restaurant. And I know what I gave you is not filet mignon. Like, you know, I know that. He's like, but always remember, he's like, you're an effing dog. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's got like this dog that he's like pooped on the floor again. And he's just like screaming at it. And then uh, the dog walks up to him and he says something about, uh, learning the ways or whatever to cause him a worthless sack of excrement. <laughs> uh, that was not the, the best of Will Ferrell SNL DVD that I used to have back in the day. Nice. Yeah. But, I have yeah, not seen that one. Like that, that was one skit that really made me laugh and it just, it cracks me up because you could pretty much say anything you want to, to a dog, as long as you say it like in a certain way and they don't have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> So true. So true. Uh, well, the um, I definitely um, had Alex Trebek down. I don't think anybody could not list that one. Two others that I had. Uh, one was the Welshley Arms Hotel. Uh, I don't even know what his character's name is in that, but it's the hot tub. Oh, yeah. The, the lover's. Yeah, and the I love it. Hot, hot tub. <laughs> what brings you to the Wesley Arms Hotel? Oh gosh! Or there was a. It wasn't the Eagle God at all. It was a trucker by the name of Rick Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love that because I mean I know they do it all the time, but I feel like they cracked up the most during those skits oh yeah and that it was just hilarious um but then the other one and this one might be my favorite is robert Goulet. oh yeah so. <laughs> nature Goulet. <laughs> robert Goulet. yeah that was always great um Man, there was another one that popped in my head when you were talking about the Welshley Arms. Um, the cheer squad that he did with Sherry O'Terry, that was always pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Um, how about the guy that dressed way too patriotically at work? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> with his um, Stars and Stripes yeah. Speedo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, then, well, how could you forget uh Harry Garrett if the moon <laughs> was made of barbecue spare ribs let's eat it or um oh god what is in the actor's studio 
Oh, yes. Oh, man. What was that guy's name? Oh, yes. That, that, that was a good one, too. Yeah, Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm-hmm. Man, he, I forgot. James uh, Lipton. Yeah. Dang, I forgot some of his best ones from... I'm going to have to go back and watch some of that. Yeah, he, man, he had a lot of, a lot of good characters. Oh my God, how could I forget the world's worst boss, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tarkanian? Yes. <laughs> oh God, that was great too, where he did that, uh, where he's like interviewing Pierce Brosnan for a job. Mm. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's cracking up the whole time. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, he literally kills a guy with a trident. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Uh, Will Ferrell is one of those guys that would do that crazy over-the-top stuff, but he could keep a straight face through all of it. Yeah, and that's even impressive. the cowbell. Oh yep. Oh man, how what? I had that earlier, and I remember talking about. But man, how did I totally forget about bringing that up earlier? Gene Frankel. <laughs> If you ask for more cowboy, you give him more cowboy. Yeah, it'd be Christopher Walken kept a complete straight face through that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't mention Christopher Walken when we talked about our favorite actors. Oh, you know, you're right. I know he's always been one of your favorites. Yeah, he it's interesting because I would say I haven't watched movies be, um because he's in them, but I always well, kind of like you said uh, before, too, on social media, like when you see see him in a movie, you're just like, you you know, you're going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, man, I, I, I wish I could impersonate Christopher Walken. Just such a one of those iconic voices. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy I worked with at my last job that was pretty good at a Christopher Walken impression. He used to always crack us up in the department. Nice. Well, I think that's basically all that I've got. Is there anything else you want to cover um, before moving on to closing segments? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, let's move on to suggestions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suggestions are back, and this time it gets to be Brandon. So don't disappoint us, Brandon. You better give us the best movie ever. (laughs) Oh, mine's a little off topic because it's not anything to do with Will Ferrell. But I watched this movie the other day, and I was, I really enjoyed it. And it's uh, Richard Jewell. Okay. Uh, It's about. The 1996 Olympic uh, bombing in Atlanta and in Centennial Park. Uh, it's about this security guard oh. named Richard Jewell who spotted a, a suspicious bag in the post that he was sitting at. It was like kind of in the middle of the park where they're having concerts. And, you know, he's telling people, it's like, have you seen, like, 
is this Ben bag been here a while? Who dropped it off? And no, everybody thinks he's crazy because he, you know, he really, really wants to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. So they think that he's just, you know, being ridiculous. And finally, he goes and like finds the cops himself that are posted there and tells them. And he's like, "We really need to check this out because I don't remember it being here. It's suspicious looking." So we need to get that taken care of. So they bring in a bomb squad. Bomb squad like lightly opens up the bag and sees that it's a bomb that's rigged up. So they start like clearing people out of the area. He's running around making people get away from the the bomb, get some space, people down from the towers that are up there, and then a thing goes off and like kills two people and injures like a handful of others. Uh so you know, like initially he's kind of seen as a hero mm-hmm. then we find out like like a day or so later that he's also a suspect in it because of yeah. some things in his background and you know he was he was an innocent man but just like all the stuff that the fbi dug into and it's almost like they were trying to pin it on him to find somebody yeah and just like all the stuff that went through that almost like ruined his life and you know, he didn't really get to have like his, you know, moment as a he- of a he- uh, moment as a hero, which he he definitely was, you know, because if he wouldn't have pointed that out, gotten it checked out, and cleared people out of the area, more people would have died. Yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, just very good movie. It was directed by Clint Eastwood, has um John Hamm in it as an FBI agent, and um. Yeah, the guy who played Richard Jewell is actually from Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, man, why can't I think of his name right now? Paul. Walker. No. <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, Paul Walter Hauser. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, he did, a, he did a really good job in that. Um, Olivia Wilde's also in it, too. Uh, she plays a... Um, reporter but yeah he's got kind of a a, you know Paul Walter Hauser's got kind of a small filmography but definitely a guy to like kind of keep an eye on because he did such a great job in that movie nice rock yeah oh he's also in Cobra Kai oh okay yeah he plays like (laughs) kind of the older overweight guy that joins (laughs) that nobody takes serious that's great well speaking of which as we are here at the end of the episode things that are upcoming in 2021 oh my gosh how exciting is that we're gonna be in a new year even though that means absolutely nothing it's gonna be a new year (laughs) um so the month of january is karate kid month Uh, we're gonna be doing um episodes for the four original karate kid movies yeah. Uh, one, two, three, and the next Karate Kid. Those are going to come out uh, each week. And that is kind of celebrating the season three release of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Oh, yeah, which comes out on the first. Yeah. So right around the corner, be on the lookout for that. Um, also, during the month, be on the lookout because we will be doing, we'll be announcing what's going on in February. 
coming out in February. And then also we are going to try to be staying on top of it where each month we're going to be doing a design face-off. And so then, of course, in January, we would do a Karate Kid-inspired design yeah. uh, t-shirt design. So uh, anything else to mention before we sign off? Or um, I don't think so. Just happy that 2020 is coming to an end. But like you said... Different years, same quarantine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should so, be interesting to see what it, what brings. I'm I'm optimistic, um, but I'm not one of those like new year, new me. It's a good time to set goals, but I'm yeah. Things don't change. Flip over at midnight. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us. We hope you, as we said, enjoy the holiday season. Have a happy New Year's Eve. Be smart. Be safe. And as always, until next time, be kind. Rewind.